Hey, it's Fabian here, Youth Director of Harvest Church, Greensboro, North Carolina. This podcast is for youth, 6th through 12th grade. I hope that as you listen to this podcast, that you are encouraged and have a change of heart. So take some notes and lock in. It's time to grow. God is good. Y'all supposed to say amen. God is good. Are y'all actually supposed to say all the time? Okay, God is good. And all the time? Amen. All right. Let's do it again. God is good. And all the time? Amen. 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 Somebody dropping Skittles and things tonight. I dare somebody to eat. I'm just kidding. 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 All right, so the vision and mission of our youth group. Who can tell me what the vision and the mission is of our youth group? Go. Hey, all right. And what else? Oh, boo. All right, so the vision, mission of our youth group, of our church here, our church group, our youth group, is to be led by God and to influence the world. Why is it important to be led by God? Why is it so important? Listen, if you don't see the need to be led by God, you'll never see the need of accountability. How many of us know we all need accountability? We all need accountability. If you don't have accountability, listen, guys, if you don't have accountability, it's very possible that uh, you might have a hard marriage because marriage is all about accountability. If you don't have accountability, it's very important, it's very possible that you'll have job after job after job after job because you don't know how to submit to authority. You don't know how to submit to someone else. You don't know how to submit. And so accountability is so important. The word brings great accountability for our lives. And so it's so important, as I said, if you don't see the need to be led by God, you'll never see the need to have accountability of of God or accountability of your, your friends or your mother or whatever. You'll never see the need to have accountability. And so it's so important for all of us in this room to humble ourselves. You must humble yourselves and lose all the pride that's in your life to be led by God. There's no other way. You can't be led by God with a bunch of pride in your life. You have to humble yourself and lose all the pride in your life in order to be led by God and to have success in your life. You know, success is so important, right? It's it's a very important thing to be successful in what you do in school and your grades and things of that nature. But I guarantee you, if you're led by God and his leading and his guidance, I'm telling you, you will have success in school because the Bible covers you being under the leadership of a teacher. You understand what I'm saying tonight? To be led by God, it covers all bases in life. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. God has used people his entire career. You know, God has used people from the very beginning of time, of human life on this earth. And that's why you have Pastor Joe and Pastor Misty in there. That's why you have Bethany and myself here. You know, God using and That's why you have leaders, people who are over you, mentors, being led by God to speak into your life, to speak life into you, to encourage you. And so again, it's important 
to allow yourselves to be led by God because God is going to use others. God is going to use others. He'll speak to you, but he'll also use other people to speak to you as well. And it's very important for you to just humble yourself right now and everybody repeat after me and say, I don't know everything. Come on, say it like you mean it. I don't know everything. That is a fact. You don't know everything. I don't know everything. But those who are older than you, those who have uh, been there and done that, have gone through situations, you know, in life, I can guarantee you any adult in this room have gone through the exact same things that you are going through right now or you will go through. Again, God using us as older people to speak into your life. That's you being led by God. Listen and be led. Listen and be led. Listen and be led, especially if that person is giving you wisdom, revelation, giving you knowledge based upon the word of God. Listen and be led. Humble yourself. If someone that's older than you that have been there and have done it, humble yourself and just take it in. You understand what I'm saying to you tonight? Because you can learn something new. You can be encouraged to do something great. Amen? Bow your heads and close your eyes, please. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your love, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you are here. And where your spirit is, there is true freedom, Father. So I thank you, Lord, that you're speaking to us tonight. In this short few minutes, Father, you're speaking to our hearts, Father, hearts that are softened and ears that are inclined to hear your words, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you will do amazing things in our hearts tonight in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen. amen. Last week, we talked about Noah, Genesis 6, 8 through 22. We talked about how Noah, first of all, how God saw Noah and said, man, Noah, you are a great person. You're a righteous person. You do, you conduct yourself very well, and I want to use you to repopulate the earth. I want to use you because I'm about to do something very big. So here you have Noah, who's actually somewhere between 450 years old and 500, and God speaks to Noah and says, Noah, you're a great person. I want to use you to do something great. I want you to build an ark because I'm about to flood the earth in some point. At some point, the earth is going to be flooded. I'm letting go of everybody. I'm giving them, I'm just starting over because there was a lot of evil that was happening on the earth. And so Noah, you know, he said, okay, God, I submit to you whatever you want me to do. And so God gave him instructions. God gave him instructions and told him exactly what to do. I love verse 22. It says, Noah did everything God told him to do. Now, the Bible doesn't say that God spoke to him from that moment that God gave him instructions. I want you to build an ark, and this is the size that I want you to build. After God gave him those instructions, Noah said, okay, I'll do it. Now, we don't know in the midst of that, God said, I'm granting every person 120 years on earth. So we don't know the exact length of time that it took Noah to build the earth, but it had, the, the boat, but it had to be somewhere between 1 and 120 years, right? Some sources say it took him 90 years. Some believe that he did it by himself. Some believe that, that he might have hired someone to do it. We don't know. But what we do know is that 100 years later, the flood happened. The Bible says that 100 years later, the flood began. 
And so what we have here is before the flood, Noah, God spoke to Noah again right before it began. And he said, I want you to gather. He gave him some instructions. I want you to gather two of each kind of animal and things of that nature. Noah did what God, the Bible says that Noah did what God told him to do. And so here's the flood. They're on the boat. And man, I have to just say, you know, if God spoke to, to Noah and then 100 years later, things began to happen like God said it would, it tells me that God, that Noah held on, stood on the exact words of God, that Noah said, God spoke to me, I'm going to hold on to it for dear life. And that was actually what he did because his life depended on it. So Noah did everything that God told him to do. God laid out the plan. God directly spoke with Noah, giving him instructions and directions. My experience when God speaks to me and have given me instructions and directions, he gives me instructions and directions. And sometimes, a lot of times with me, and it's not been that many times that he's given me, like you said, you're called to go here, you're called to do this. Not many times he told me how, how I'm going to do it, when it's going to happen, just like he did with Noah. But you have to hold on to the words of God. Many times when God speaks, he doesn't give you the how because he wants you to trust him and not get in the way. The Bible is all about trusting God, right? From beginning to end, the Bible is all about trusting in God. And many times when God gives instructions and directions, we get in the way to try to make things happen. And so a lot of times, yes, he'll just give you instructions. He'll say, do this. But he won't give you the how because he wants you to trust in him every single step of the way. But what's really awesome, tying it into the New Testament, is that Jesus, in John chapter 14, he promised the Holy Spirit. And that's what I want to talk to you guys tonight. The Holy Spirit is a part of God. Some, we call it the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God is the Father. He's our Father. He's the supreme being. He's the commander, and he's governing heaven. And to us on earth, he's giving instructions. He's telling us what to do, how to do it. Not how to do it necessarily. Sometimes he may, but he's definitely giving us directions. He's our father. But then you have the son who is Jesus, the sacrifice. He's the high priest, right? He's sitting at the right hand of the father, and he has all authority. Remember how last week we talked about Jesus being the Lord, actual Lord, over our lives. He has the authority to tell you not to do something, to do something, to change something. He has all authority. And then you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, we'll dive into what the Holy Spirit does, but in a nutshell, the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom and knowledge, and he leads us and also empowers us. So let's dive into this just real quick in regards to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is so important to the Christian, to us as God's children. John 14, 15 through 17, Jesus is talking to the disciples, and he says this. He says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Man, I can just stop right there. Jesus said, if you love me, he's talking to you tonight. If you love me, obey my commandments. 
He says this, and I will ask of the Father, and he will give you another comforter, an advocate, who will never leave you. He will give you a comforter and an advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it's not looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him. You're here tonight. You're looking for the Holy Spirit. You know him because he lives in you and now, and now he lives in you and with you now and later will be in you. He lives with you now and later will be in you. John 14, 26 says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. So the Holy Spirit, guys, have multiple jobs. This is the importance of the Holy Spirit, multiple jobs. He's the comforter. The Holy Spirit is the helper. He's the teacher, teaching you to be more like Christ. He's going to bring things to your remembrance and going to bring things to your remembrance of what Christ actually said, accountability. But then Galatians 5, through 23, it says this, but when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, in order to be controlled, you've got to be led. So when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Wow, self-control. That's big, right? Many times we do things because we lack self-control. But when you're led by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit ultimately controlling you, then you will have self-control. Therefore, you won't do the things that are contrary to the word of God. Then you won't act like a fool. John 16, 13. It says this. It says, when the Holy Spirit, who is truth, comes, he shall guide you into all truth. For he will not be presenting his own ideas but he will pass, be passing on to you what he has heard from God. So the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you what God is speaking to the Holy Spirit. This is why the Holy Spirit is so important for you to have. Listen, since the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth, the word is the truth. For he will not present his own ideas, but he will be passing on to you what he has heard, and he will tell you about the future. The Holy Spirit being your accountability will tell you if you don't get your act right now, then this is what's going to be in your future. The Holy Spirit will tell you if you line up with the word of God and what the word of God says on how to live and how to talk and how to be, then this is going to be in your future. Many of you don't know what your future looks like right now because you're not listening to the Holy Spirit. You're not listening to the word of God. You're not putting the word of God before you because the word of God will tell you your future. And the Holy Spirit will confirm it. But here's the difference, guys. There's a difference, you know. The world talks about your conscience. We as Christians, we talk about the Holy Spirit. What's awesome is that, you know, there's a difference here. You have the Holy Spirit and then you have the conscience. The Holy Spirit, guys, listen up. The Holy Spirit is a supernatural force 
that lives within us, constantly prompting us to choose what is what lines up with the Word of God. The Holy Spirit prompts you to choose what lines up with the, whole, with the Word of God, with the Holy Word of God. If you're not doing, if what you're doing doesn't line up with the whole Word of God, then you're being led by something. If what you're doing doesn't represent God very well, if what you're doing doesn't line up with the Word of God and what God says you should be doing, then you are listening and being led by something. And only you know what that something is. So then you have the conscience. The conscious, we're talking about the differences here between the Holy Spirit and the conscious. The conscious, on the other hand, is a very natural force. All of us, every person on earth, has a conscience. It's a very natural force within us that tells us what's good and what's evil, what's right and what's wrong. And it usually stops at that. The conscience will say, don't do that. That's not good. You better get out of here real quick. You might want to stay a little bit longer because, you know, it won't tell you anything else like the Holy Spirit will, but the conscience is only going to tell you right and wrong, what's evil and what's not evil, and you usually stop right there. But then you have this other force that we give power to, and that's called the flesh. The flesh will always prompt you to choose what is evil and what is wrong in every situation. Everyone has a conscience. But not everyone gets the empowerment and leading of the Holy, Holy Spirit except those who have received Jesus, not only as Savior, but as Lord. You've received Jesus as Lord and Savior, then you have this amazing opportunity to be led by the Holy Spirit. Just to go a little bit deeper, for example, with temptation to commit sin, the conscience will say, okay, that's not good, and continue to press in on that, which, you know, that's not good, don't do that. The flesh, on the other hand, this flesh that we live in, on the other hand, will jump at it when it comes to sin. The flesh will tell you, do it, go do it, you will love it, it's going to be pleasing, it's going to be gratifying, it's going to be, man, just go do it, you got to commit to it, do it, do it, do it. And it will begin to resist everything that is like God. But then you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always, this is why the Holy Spirit is so important. The Holy Spirit will always counter the flesh by not only prompting you to not do it, but also strengthening you and leading you to Christ. The Holy Spirit will point you to Christ in every moment of temptation. Well, listen, if the flesh wins, we will come out with a guilty conscience, feeling sad. Man, I feel so guilty. The spirit wins, we will come out with a clear conscience because the spirit of God will always lead you to God. And God will correct you in love and forgive you and share his love with you. And to overcome evil and do good always, we must allow the Holy Spirit to dwell within us and lead us. We're talking about being led by God. Don't leave 
the job of your conscience alone to help you. Lean onto the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is strength. So we're talking about the flesh, the conscience, and the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit trying to lead you. You have your conscience trying to lead you, and you have your flesh trying to lead you. The Holy Spirit will always speak calmly to you. So that means you got to listen, and you got to listen very closely. I've said this before, the Holy Spirit has been involved with human life from the very beginning. I've said it, I'm going to say it again, that you have to understand that the Word of God says that the, the, Holy, the, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, breathed this Word, put this whole Word, this Bible, these 66 books, right? 66 books of the Bible together, and he did it. The Holy Spirit put it together over 1,500 years to 2,000 year span using different people as God, as I said before, God uses different people. So the Holy Spirit, the smart, amazing Holy Spirit used people over all these years to put this book that we have into play. The Holy Spirit has been in the situation from the very beginning. And under the Holy Spirit, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he can use all of us in our areas of life Wherever we are, doing what the Word of God tells us to do, being in unity and on one accord, that's how powerful the Holy Spirit is and the inspiration being inspired by the Holy Spirit. In order for the Bible, guys, to have come together like it did, people, over all these years, people had to listen very closely to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So my question to you tonight is, will you listen? Do you want to be led by the Holy Spirit? And will you listen? Will you listen to the Holy Spirit and not only listen, be led? You may be wondering, how can I actually listen to the Holy Spirit? How can I actually truly hear the voice of God? Well, I'm going to just give you three things here. One, you can read the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit will listen to you. Two, you can worship God. Find yourself alone in your room somewhere in your closet and worship God. And then three, you can just be quiet. You can sit in a room by yourself and be quiet. You can do all three of those things all at once. And the Holy Spirit will just love on you, will teach you some things, will correct you. That's how important the Holy Spirit is is remember the Holy Spirit will always lead us to the beginning. So you can worship, man, I'm telling you, the worship being, the worship aspect to being led by the Holy Spirit is so beautiful. Do you remember when I, I read in the word in John 14 where the Holy Spirit is our comforter? When you choose to worship God in spirit and in truth, when you choose to just get alone with the Lord and just say, God, I love you. Oh, I praise you. I magnify you. You're worthy to be praised. When you just take a moment and just in your own, however you want to do it, the comforter of the Holy Spirit will come in and will literally comfort you in your moment of stress, in your moment of being, your heartbreak, whatever the case may be. Worship is a very big part of this. 
Be quiet sometimes. Say, God, I want to hear from you. Just be quiet. The Bible says, Isaiah 53, come to me with your ears open, wide, and listen, and you will find life. Come to me with your ears open and listen. That means you got to shut up. And listen with your ears wide, and you will find life. The Holy Spirit will give you life. It's really simple. You can't listen and talk at the same time. Make time in your day to just simply be quiet before the Lord. Say, God, I want to hear from you. Holy Spirit, I want to hear from you. So are you listening to the Holy Spirit, to be led by him? You know something else I've learned? When it comes to listening, whether you're listening to the Holy Spirit or listening to your parents or your mentor or whoever the case may be, I've learned that you have to humble yourself. Because we so naturally think and want to feel like we know everything. Oh, I know that. I know that. I got that. I got that. But you got to humble yourself and just allow yourself to just listen. Everybody repeat this after me. Lord, thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I invite the Holy Spirit to do what only you can do. God, I pray the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I choose to incline my ears, my heart, to the instructions and the leading of you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. John 8, 47 says this, and we read this last week. Whoever belongs to God, you can't belong to anything if you don't listen to or led by. So whoever belongs to God, meaning you're listening and you're being led by God, hears what God says. And the reason you do not hear what God says, whether it's through the voice of the Holy Spirit or through your parents or through your teachers or your mentors, because God used them all, the reason you do not hear it's because you don't belong to God. Every one of us in this room belongs to God. If you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, For you were bought with the price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your soul, which are God's. Every one of us belongs to God. But the Bible says that if you don't hear, you don't listen, you don't belong to him. Because those who were purchased, bought with the price, listens. They hear, they're seeking, and they're finding God in every situation, in every circumstance. We as children of God, guys, we must learn to be led by God or else we're not showing him we're his children. We can always look to God 
by looking to see what Jesus said. Here's the thing, as I've been said, been saying, you won't listen to what Jesus says if you haven't truly made him your Lord. If you don't listen to God, you obviously don't see the need for him in your life. If you're just ignoring God and you don't, you're just going to ignore him, you're going to ignore him in this room because what you're thinking is funny, is more important, you're going to ignore God because you don't see the need for him in your life. And Jesus obviously isn't your Lord. So be honest with yourself tonight. Be honest with yourself. Who's leading you? What's leading you? Who's guiding you? Who's guiding your your emotions, your actions? What's actually controlling your, your, your being, who you are as a person? What's leading you? Is it the Holy Spirit? Is it God speaking to you? Is it the people that God has put in your life to be vehicles speaking to you? Or is it your friends, people who may be very immature, haven't experienced life? Like, who's leading you? Is it, you know, as I asked last week, is it TikTok? You know, they're teaching us all kinds of things. Is it Snapchat? Is it you know, so any type of social media, is it be real? Is it whatever the case? What's leading you? Is it the games, you know? Is it, what is it? Is it it's something or someone has some the main influence in your life? So who is it? What is it? Something or someone is leading you to be who you are right now. And God is using me right now to tell you that he wants to lead you. He wants to guide you into the truth, into the, into, to have a life that's more abundant, that's affecting others at a great place, in a great place, at a great like God is saying to you, I want to be your father. I want to lead you. I've got good wisdom and revelation and knowledge to give you. I want to lead you. God Almighty, who created the heavens and the earth, who created all, every intricate of our body, the inside of our body, to work the way that it does, God himself is saying to you tonight, I want to lead you because I want to use you to influence the world, to influence your world, every place that you go. You got to make God more bigger, magnify God more bigger than your emotions and what you're feeling in the moment. Every day of our lives. What am I saying to you tonight? That we've been set up very well we, as children of God, we've been set up so well. We have all of the equipment to be a success on this earth. I mean, we got God's instructions. We got his instruction book. 
We got the Bible right here. We have Jesus giving us all of everything that he supplied on the cross, the blood that protects us and cleans us and the blood that heals us. We got Jesus and his name. The Bible says that when we use his name, we have authority against all evil spirits on this earth. Man, we've been set up very well. We have the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and teach us. I mean, to remind us of what the Word of God says. We have our pastors. We have the mentors. We have our teachers and our leaders to help us and give us wisdom. We have parents or legal guardians to help grow us. Man, we have been set up so well. We got our teachers for knowledge, you know, man. Like, we really have been set up. You have no reason to fail in this world. The only reason why you will fail in this world is because you don't listen and not willing to be led. We have everything that we need. But if all you can think about is everybody trying to tell you what to do and how to do it, man, you've got to humble yourself and lose all of the pride and choose to take all of this good information in. Because you all will be an adult one day. And the older you get, guys, the smaller your circle gets. And the older you get, you don't find people who want to be your mentor so easy, who want to just... I mean, because as you get older, people got their own problems. They got their own issues they're trying to figure out and see God on. But if you got somebody who wants to help you in this life right now, don't take it for granted. Take it all in. Soak it all in. Take it all in as much as you can right now. Because the Bible says, stand up, the Bible says that the devil is seeking whom he can devour. And if you don't humble yourself, if you don't listen, you will be the first one to be devoured. You're children of God. You've been set up very well. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the amazing equipment that God is giving you to be powerful and to be a great influence in this earth. Do you hear me tonight? Are you listening to me tonight? You're here for a reason, guys, man. You're not just wasting your time. I promise you, if you just soak it in, if you just soak in what's happening, this opportunity that you have right now, guys, if you just take it in, soak it in, we're just getting you prepared for your future. We're just trying to help you get prepared. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for your greatness. We thank you for your love, your peace, Father, that surpasseth all understanding. You're speaking to the hearts tonight of every person in this room. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into all truth, Father. We thank you, God. If there's anyone in this room that wants to receive Jesus.